What's up, y'all? It is Keiki, and I want to welcome you guys to another episode of the Cosign Podcast. I am here with my brother and friend, Douglas Wiley of the Watleys, obviously because he has nowhere else to be ever. Boom, there he's, it is. He's always... Boom, there it is. Yo, I just freestyled that, man. It just came out of me. I just... Came just straight off the dome. God's still in the blessing business. He is still it? in the blessing <laughs> business. Thank you, Lord. And he has a blessing with your name on it. With my name on it. Anyways. Oh, we also have a special we, guest. Yeah, we do have a very special guest. And I, you know, I'm super happy about this one because he has been, you know, super supportive of the podcast from the moment we started it. Yes, thank um, you, Jig, for being here. Uh, oh. That's how that's what I was talking about. Oh, you were talking about my Jigaroo. Okay, guys. So if you know me personally or if you follow any of my social media pages, you know that I'm a fur mom Ooh. to a two-year-old Doberman. A, a fur milf. I call myself a fur dip. <laughs> okay, I'll be a, a fur milf. Um, and he is just the most adorable, goofy little guy ever. And usually he's not here when I record because I just try to make sure that he's gone. <laughs> I mean, he's huge and goofy and even though he doesn't bark a lot, he still likes to play. So just to keep the noise down, I usually have him with his sitter, Miss Shannon, but she cannot keep him tonight. So he is here with us. So if you guys hear any random noises in the back, that's probably Jigaroo just living his best life 2018. A good dog friend is all we need. In I feel world. sorry for Cooper. I, well, you God know, knows Coop what you're doing with is... Cooper Coop is like 85 years old. Coop's Dougie's dog. And Coop is like 500 years old. And he just is living his life right Coop now. Coop is so. something close to the Highlander. Yeah. <laughs> but he will live forever. But he will live forever. Okay. All right. He's All right. Dead. So that other that. voice you guys are hearing is our guest today. Um, huge supporter of the podcast. A good friend of Dougie's. And someone I've known for quite some time. I've had the pleasure of sort of watching his career happen here in Atlanta as well. Dougie and I just work with so many like talented artists. Back mm-hmm. when we were heavily in the studio. I'm back, baby. I'm back in the studio. Dougie now. is back heavily <laughs> in the studio I'm like back, he baby. never left. I tell you, man. I'm making I'm making 808s and accordions. Let's go. And uh, accordions. That's, that's actually a great concept. Don't steal my stuff. I would, I would love to. I'm stolen. Kilts. What it? Okay. Um, Kilts and kicks. Okay, so this guy is, you know, just one of those smooth operators when it comes to his music. He's definitely like true R&B, you know, baby making music, love songs. You know, he he makes music for the ladies who want to be swooned. Swoon, girl. Uh Uh-huh. What does a swoon sound like? A swoon is like, you know... (laughs) Wait, are you saying what does a sound swoon yeah, sound like? like? What does a swoon sound? It sounds swoon? like a female It's a feeling. Orgasm. It's not really a sound. Okay. It's a no, feeling. I would feeling. think it's like an automatopoeia, right? It's, oh, like no. you do it, like man, I swoon. Swoon. Swooning is like <laughs> I don't know. It's horrible conversation. <laughs> Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, Will Prayer is in the building. <laughs> Premature clapulation. Was... <laughs> Won't be the first time, nor the last. Hi, Will. What's up, y'all? How are y'all? I'm great. How are you? I'm well. I'm living life. I'm feeling good. I smell good. Amen. Wrong. Have I you guys seen that James Brown interview where he's super drunk and he's like, because I look good I look and good. I smell good and I make love good no, no, no. and he looks no, no. like he that smells totally like fried chicken <laughs> and cigarettes in that video. It really video. does look like somebody dipped him in jelly crunches <laughs> right before that interview. It sounds like something that I would say, but but I would... 
I would probably actually smell good. And I just want to also say, if you put tint on those glasses, you have the exact same glasses you have. <laughs> oh my God, that's so true. Just without the yellow, jerry curl. Yellow tint. No, a perm, a yellow tint. You'll be here right now. I don't want a perm. Give it time. Give it- <laughs> I want to say thank you. Thank you for bringing me. I, 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 I listen to this podcast all the time. I would text KK and be like, yo, that was hilarious. So when do I get to get on this podcast? She's like, new phone. Who is this? <laughs> Who are you calling me? That's actually Dougie. Dougie does that. Dougie, Dougie, you better not be dismissing anybody who's hitting you up to be on the podcast. Let me tell you something about Dougie. It is a true blessing. Dougie, you will text Dougie for 10 days straight. I know about it. And then... 12 days later, Dougie will text you like, hey, man, like nothing yeah, happened. Yeah. Like, I haven't just been disappeared for 10 days. Let me tell you something. <laughs> I got a father who never paid me any attention. Okay. <laughs> I learned from the best. All right. That nigga gone like, for three years, pop up and be like, what up, boy? <laughs> like, hey, dad. Um, so let's get into this because if we don't, we'll be sitting here kiki and a cockeyeing for. Another hour. Been giggling. So, well, when did you make to the Atlanta area, and where did you come from? Um, I I actually was born in Southside Jamaica, Queens. I was born in Queens, New York, and uh, when I was about five years old, I moved to Houston, Texas. And Houston, Texas is my home. I love Houston, Texas. Bury me a G and an H. Okay. Yeah, you feel that? Yeah. Uh, I like Texas boys. No, it's not. A, it's not a song. It's just something that I say. But you know, Texans, especially you know, people from Houston, they they feel like they super hard. So that's why I understood where he was coming. It's the from home of the mean that. mug. Texas is the home of the mean mug. Yes. I got a true test for you. Okay. If you're from Houston, Texas, talk to me. How do you spell the word down? D I N E. Come on, don't play with me. How do you spell town? T-I-N-E. <laughs> I don't care. And it's, and it's actually pronounced dine. H time. No, I'm talking about. See, I've there you go. I've never heard that for my yes, life. Yes, you have. you never heard it? Mm, you're that's so from, cool, though. It's because you're not from Houston. What does a Houston accent sound like? <laughs> What's a Houston? Man, I haven't done it in so long. What out they sound like? It's sound like, like, it's uh, like Tomat. Yeah, like Tomat. It's real slow. It's like people say Tomat a lot. Y'all say Tomat a lot. He doesn't here? know who Bumby is. Come on, oh, you know Bumby and Pimp C. Plex, you ever heard of I know Plex? Who Pimp C is. Okay, so then you know who Bumby is. How do you know one without the other? Hey, I know him individually. I, Give me two more. Give me two more. Give me two more. Um, um, let's think about it. Uh, fifth wheel. You we know, say that here, though. You say that here? Yeah, the fifth wheel. That's just a fifth person on, on a double date. That's not where the fifth wheel is oh. in Houston, Texas. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> just the actual person on a double date, <laughs> which is which typically, yeah, which typically Douglas. No, Dougie. Always the bridesmaid. Dougie the actually bride. is usually the one on a date with like a gorgeous yeah, chick. For real, actually, he, he, he really pulls is. the most beautiful one. Really? So successfully yeah. stroke. He really does. They get a, they get a kick out of his comedy because he's he's not very good looking. We are not going to do this, Will, guys. Why can't we be Will friends? Prayer tried to kiss oh, me. In my looks, man, I said, I don't care. I don't even care. Will Prayer tried to kiss me. Yeah. You don't have to give us any more vocabulary words no from more Houston. Words. But um, Houston is such a rich culture. I it is. have been blessed to know, you know a few people from Houston. And um, it's just like a world within itself. You know, really when you is. understand like the music and you understand um, 
the language, the vocabulary, right. like you really right. start to appreciate. So I can understand you deciding to say that's home for me versus, right. you know, where you were actually born. It, it's it's like a real different place. Mm-hmm. Like the culture is different, you know. Um, it's different from Atlanta in a lot of different ways. Mm-hmm. In Atlanta, you know, I feel personally, I feel Atlanta is a very what have you done for me lately type of city. In Houston, it's just like it don't matter. Like who, whoever you are, like it doesn't matter. Like, May I say I've been to cool Houston a couple of times, and I okay. felt a lot like Atlanta. It felt a lot like Atlanta to me because it's a big city. I mean, what a, what else about it felt like Atlanta? I don't think it's because it's a big city because it felt very spread out and it felt like it took forever to get everywhere, which doesn't make me feel like Atlanta. But I don't know. The culture kind of felt very Atlanta esque. Like hmm. maybe I'm wrong though. I feel like the. Out of every city I've been to, that feels the most like Atlanta. Okay. In the U.S. What cities have you been Such to in the U.S., Dougie? Rome, Georgia. Uh, <laughs> Smyrna. Georgia. Georgia. Marietta, Georgia. <laughs> Bill. Georgia. <laughs> also, the bluff. No, but I think there are some similarities in that Houston and Atlanta are both southern cities. Yeah, you know what I mean. Sure. You have the fresh vibe of like the city vibe, and that's probably but it's what you still were feeling. definitely southern. Right, right. That's um, probably what you were feeling, in my opinion. Southern, yeah. So you left Houston and came here. Did you come here in pursuit of your dreams as an artist? It I, it, it was a part of it. it you know, um, it was a big part of it. Um, when I was in Houston. You know, um, shout out to shout out to all the places that I was singing at when I was there. Um, shout out to my homeboy Chris Mitchell. I gotta give him a shout out. When we were in college, Chris Mitchell is a saxophone player, and uh, when we were in college, he would always have these gigs, and he would pull me in. He'd be like, "Yo, come come gig with me. Come open up for me. Come yeah. you know, just come work. Let's do let's do this work." And so, kind of, I kind of attribute that to him. Like he really kind of got me on stages and starting to do my thing more often in front of people that I didn't know. And um, uh, and so I learned that way. And then after a while of doing it, I just kind of looked around and was like, man, I love Houston and I love everybody from Houston, but I need something different. Mm-hmm. And I need, I want to be, I don't want to get caught in being a lounge singer. Yeah. You know, I don't want to get caught in this cycle of like, this is all I do is sing at these lounges. There's no no shade to any anybody that does it. I still got a lot of friends that still sing at lounges and things like that, and I love them to death. And they're amazing people, and they're amazing singers, they're amazing talents. And um, but I just knew that that's not what I particularly wanted for myself. I wanted to move um, to an area where I felt like I had to get around people who were doing it at the level that I wanted to do it at. Yeah. Um, so. I hopped up and, and I moved. Yeah. yeah, and I like congratulate you on that. I know it wasn't the main or you know the only reason you moved, but I think a lot of times people get caught up in stability and like familiarity, and they stay mm-hmm. in an area, especially like geographically speaking, they stay somewhere because it's comfortable when right. they very well could have so many opportunities. You know, I try to tell my nieces and nephews the world. Is so huge. Right. You know, if you're not careful, you start to see it as this small space that you've right. been in, you know, right. but it is vast and there's so many places you can live and so many places you can go. And sometimes you have to make that call, like for where I'm trying to go in life or for what I want to do, I have to leave here. Right. You know, and I understand that 
because people are always like, you're not coming back to Bloomington. You're not coming right. back to Illinois. I'm no. like, no, I'm not. <laughs> and there's no, no shade because for some people, they love that small town kind right. of like, and, and my hometown is a beautiful place. I love it. It's just not for me. You know, so and I get that. It's funny that you brought that up because right before I moved out here, I, I heard an anecdote about um, uh, about a crab and how crabs grow. Have you mm-hmm. ever heard that anecdote? Mm-hmm. So for you guys that haven't heard it, long story short, the crab, how does a crab grow? The crab has to shed, shed. its mm-hmm. shell. Um, and how does the crab know when to shed its shell? It starts to get uncomfortable. Yeah. And um, and I heard about that right before I made my decision to move out here, and it, it was like one of those things. It was like, aha, I'm I'm un- I want to you know I gotta get mm-hmm. I- I'm uncomfortable. It's time for me to grow. Mm-hmm. And so I put myself in an even more uncomfortable position so that I could grow. Yeah, and that's true. You know, you can see that example of growth all around nature. I, I tell people all of the time. You know, that is a true sign. I think if you look at anything, if you look at a seed, the way it opens up, the way the shell cracks open and things burst out of it. If you look at, you know, snakes shedding its skin, you shed your skin every day as you're mm-hmm. growing. Like that is nature's example or nature's way of showing growth is just shedding. And sometimes, you know, it's not just moving to another location. Sometimes it's like disconnecting from people. Right. Sometimes it's cutting off, you know, certain people and certain things or habits in your life that force you to kind of grow forward so or grow up whichever right. one you're doing right yeah but yeah when you moved here you know he was he was five eight <laughs> now he like seven foot two he's seven foot two and, uh, <laughs> however he has tiny feet <laughs> <laughs> my hands big though so who are who, who are some of your um influences so you're as i said earlier your musical style is definitely r&b it kind of mm-hmm. gives me a like a teddy um you know and i hate to even say this person because he's not necessarily getting a good look in the I'm not gonna say it. Don't say it. I won't say it. But <laughs> Bill Cosby, just a smooth. No, and I love that particular person, by the Who way, which is why I was gonna Who say it. Jaheen. Jaheen. God I know. If you ever, if you ever compare me to somebody, no, no shade to Jaheen. I just I don't. I love Jaheen. Actually, I'm not a, I used to love Jaheen. I used to love his music, mm-hmm. but I just, I know. May, I don't may like I ask that what's comparison. going on with Jaheen? He um he got red hair. He he <laughs> looks like he's just gone through something. Yeah, he looks he very like, he look rough. different. He's, he's now. trying to Cisco and it. Yeah, yeah. I used to love Cisco. Dun, 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 by the way. Dun, dun, dun. Like you truly, deeply love him. But um, yeah, uh, not 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 physically, but like the smoothness of your voice. Right. You know, a Teddy, a Jaheem, a, you know that that smooth kind of texture. Even Tyrese has that same right. like touch that just. Super like sultry, it's sultry. Yeah, sultry right. is the word I'm looking sultry. for. I like sultry. Um, voice and tone. So, who are some of your influences? Or early on, where did that influence even sing come from? My dad is uh, a singer. He's a trombone player, and um, and my sisters. I have two older sisters. Uh, my sisters were singers as well, right? Mm-hmm. And my dad had this little area in his basement in New York, so I would go visit him every summer, and he. Um, he would bring us down there and be like, yo, you know, Tamika, that's my oldest sister. Tamika, sing this note. Bettina, sing this note. And then I'd be like, dad, I want to sing. <laughs> and he'd be like, nah. Oh, Michael Jackson. <laughs> and I, right. <laughs> he was like, nah. <laughs> well, and it's funny that you say that because what I would do is while they were singing, I was like, you know what? 
forget y'all. I'm going to go over here on the other side of the garage, or on the other side of the basement, and I'm going to pop in this VHS tape with uh, a whole bunch of Michael Jackson's greatest hits. Yes. And I'm going to get it in. Get your life. And uh, so I, you know, I, that's kind of how I learned how to dance. That's kind of how I learned how to perform. I was just watching these tapes over and over and over and over again because they would come down here all the time and never let me sing. So Mike, of course, is 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 a big uh, influencer of mine, but mm-hmm. my voice was never never sounded like Mike. Right. So from a vocal perspective, um, I was always a fan of Luther Vandross. Mm-hmm. I was always a fan of um, I was always a fan of Smokey Norfolk from the gospel in the gospel world. I was always a fan of Tank. Tank when he first I came around, love and Tank. I love Tank, man. Oh, Tank is incredible. Tank is one I wish, of my favorites. I wish I got a chance. That's one person I would love to work with too. I would love to work. There's with no Tank. reason why you won't. Come, come on, Tank. What's what? Well, There's yeah, no brother. reason why you won't. Let's Tank, make it. let's make it happen. This guy's little at, prayer. He was sitting at the he house listening to, to the podcast, and he was like, <laughs> "I gotta work with Will Prayer. <laughs> I gotta work with Will Prayer." So when's the first time you realized it's Will Prayer? Like, hey, I can actually sing. Like, I have a voice. When was that? Um, I think when I was in probably middle school was when I first figured out like, oh, okay, people actually like my voice. And then when I started getting better and more skilled, it was probably like 18, 19 when I started going and doing these gigs with Chris. Um, I would sing and people were like, yo, you sound incredible. And I was like, oh, snap, really? <laughs> Thanks. Uh, I didn't think I sounded that good. I still feel like I got a lot to work on. No, you're amazing. Okay, great. <laughs> It's wonderful. So I would, you know, keep going and keep going, and then, uh, and then I sang at church for a little while, um, and that's before that was after I met you guys. Mm-hmm. So, sidebar, um, I want y'all to know if y'all haven't, if y'all don't already know this, I think Dougie knows this, but you guys know like like y'all are like the first two people I've met. I met when I moved to Atlanta. I think it was Dougie first, and then he brought me in to do and lessons. Then he brought you in to do no, singing no, lessons. Wasn't even me. You, you How were there. Work? <clears throat> You were there. You were there. I have Wait. a really bad memory, so let's just say, like, if you are he telling remembers. me a story, honestly, I, I don't remember it, but I remember. that doesn't mean that I don't love I everybody. I remember the I remember year. bits and pieces. It was 2011. It was 2011. I know it was 2011. I had a Christmas party. Right. My friend Jaretta. Jaretta, GG. I, I said, Shouts out Sam Fan. Oh, wait, Sam I do remember Fan. that hey, Christmas Jaretta. party. I said, come to my house. I said, Jaretta, come to the party. She's like, I got my friends just moved here. Right. And I come. do remember that. Yeah, we had a good time. And then we all ended up singing that night. Yes. Right. Yes. Oh I think Shantae was there that Shantae, night. Shantae, yes. yeah. She was that was singing. when I met Shantae. I remember. Yeah, After you got here, you started to work on the Purpose EP. Mm-hmm. I just want to know about that. Like, what was your. Mind frame, like where, what was the storyline? Where did the inspiration come from? What was the experience? I mean, you can just tell me whatever you want to tell right. me about it, but I personally <laughs> really love that that project. So thank you. Um, so I guess the space I was in, I had just it was the first time I had ever gotten um, any kind of equipment. I was always kind of in my mind like, oh, I gotta hurry up and get some equipment because if I get some equipment, I can learn how to use this stuff and mm-hmm. I can put something out. So I finally got I finally got some equipment. I was just excited to learn how to use it, really. It just getting on YouTube and finding as much as I could and just really being a novice at trying to record and all of that stuff. So I was recording stuff all over the place. It was just... I thought, but I think it all it all came out for the better. And um, man, you one time you said a track, 
was recorded vocals all peaking. All, all of them. And you're like, nah, man, I'm going to keep it like it is. <laughs> I said, say no more. Say no more, fam. <laughs> say less. Go ahead and print that thing. We're going to get this money and print. run. I mean, look, I, it, but it was like, it was like I was trying to learn. Mm-hmm. I was trying to figure it out. And it was taking some time to figure it out. And then I finally got to the point where I thumbed all these records out. And some of those records, um, it was funny. I had GarageBand on my phone. Mm-hmm. You remember when GarageBand was on your phone? It's still on there. It's still on there, mm-hmm. right? So there was like two or three records that I put on that project that I started off on my phone, just on loops from GarageBand and just trying to figure out how to produce. And um, and then I transferred it all over to my, my equipment once I finally got it and started working on it in that way. And... Um, some of those songs are old, like Shoot My Way, that's on that record, the second record that's on there. I wrote that song back in like 08. That was like the first song I ever learned how to play wow. on the guitar. Yeah, I taught myself how to play the guitar. And then um, and then when I taught myself how to play guitar, I thumbed out this record, Shoot My Way. And, uh, and next to you, uh, my then wife, she brought up this, or she just started singing this. We had finished watching Bob Marley's um, uh, documentary and she brought up you know, this uh, this melody. She just started singing this melody. And I was like, oh, shit, shit goes hard. I like that. And uh, so the next day, I wrote a whole record out of it, and that was Next to You. Um, and then, was a jam. Thank you. I appreciate mm-hmm. it. And then, you know, and I just took my time with a lot of that stuff, Pay It Forward, that's on there. It's just, just a record that uh, I just dropped out of nowhere. It came into my head, and I went with it. And then I was able to get uh, the guys that were that were in the band at my church at the time to jump on that with me and some of those guys you may know that's mm-hmm. T. Lee, T. Lee. And, and, shout out to T. Lee uh, shout my out babe. to T. Lee that's my big bro man he is such a talent hopefully we'll get him on the podcast at some point or another I don't yeah, know man. about Y'all the four should. corners all together all together <laughs> but we will try get our best somebody maybe do them one at a time do them one at a time or something. you all get 10 minutes yeah <laughs> but shout out to T. Lee that's my big bro T. Lee yeah, I always give him credit like, bro, you taught me how to be a professional musician. Mm-hmm. Um, I would watch these cats and how precise they would have everything coming into rehearsal. And like the rest of the singers, including myself, we would all come in like still trying to learn our music. And they would be so frustrated. Like, why don't y'all know this stuff? Like y'all had all week just like we had all week. Um, so it just taught me a lot, you know. So I, I, I attribute that to Tilly and the rest of the cats in the Four Corners, man. Those guys are amazing. Yeah, it's crazy because I had the exact same conversation with um, with JC, who was on a previous episode of the the Cosign. He just felt the same way about Tilly. Like, man, I look up to him so much. Like that dude is on point. Like he's on point, and he's, he's you incredible. know, having like hung out with them and been around him, he is one person who, you know, just truly loves his craft and studies it like you bound to be listening to like all sorts of different people around him because he just absorbs you know my brother-in-law Philip Feaster is the exact same way right. you know just constantly listening to all different types of music all different styles of, of playing and that that comes out in how right. highly skilled they are as you know musicians right. so shout out to Tealy for shout out to Tealy, you yeah. know people shout having so many Tealy. great things to say about him. And, and and last thing I'll say about T. Lee, man, humble dude. Very, very. Incredibly People wouldn't think dude. that because sometimes people think he's stuck up. Yeah. But he's a Pisces man. He's a Pisces man. And that is true about Pisces men. Our birthdays are like two, three days mm-hmm. apart. And so I always, I every day. time I have, 
Is it one day? Mm-hmm. He, I think he's like March. So you're, you're also a Pisces? I'm a Pisces. He is, I'm, yeah. How that's does, true. How does being emotional play into your writing? And how does being emotional play into your relationships? Oof. Like, do they work uh, in tandem? Or are they kind of like separate entities? Like, are you writing from experience and relationship? Are you kind of like imagining how things could uh, or should be? Oh, I personally feel that my best stuff comes from a real place. Um. So, yes, I definitely write from experience. I definitely write. And I may tweak that experience, you know, in my song. Mm-hmm. The song is not going to come out exactly like the situation was. But um, I will, I definitely write from my experiences. And it does shape, uh, it definitely shapes my, my content. Uh, from the standpoint of being in the relationship itself, uh, you know, I figured out that I haven't figured out that whole relationship thing yet. That's one thing that I'm. You have not figured out I relationships. Have not, I have not figured it out. yet. What are you trying to figure out? I guess what I'm trying to figure out is is how to maintain maintain my sanity. It's it, I get because I guess because of all those Piscean traits, like I can I can turn really quickly. Mm-hmm. I can I can get to the point where I'm like, man, this is really annoying me. Right. Let's just. End it. And let's just not be. Let's yeah, just not do this anymore. I don't want to do this. This is. I'm done. Um, so I get to that point sometimes. And um, so for. But like I said, if we love you, we love you. If it, if if you really can capture my attention and keep my attention, I'm there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's just tough to capture and keep it. So. Oh my gosh, that is so me. That is yeah. so you. Yeah. yeah, that is so. That is one of the traits of Pisces that. I struggle with so much, and it's probably why, like, I tell myself I probably will not ever marry anybody. I'll probably be, like, single for the rest of my life. I don't life. think that's true. And the you reason why I say that is because, you know, I have had some beautiful, and shout out to, like, my exes. I have great guys that I've dated for the most part. Little um, <laughs> You know, but I'm also the girl that has never felt like I had to stay. Um, in any situation that was not comfortable or that didn't feel good anymore. And you have to have a little bit of that in you to make relationships work. You have to have a little right. bit of that, like, we're in an uncomfortable place. We're just going to stick it out. We're going to work through it. We're going to fight through it. I don't have that fight, typically. I, I Well, I've been told that I'm kind of like a guy in a sense that I can do that. I'll just be like, doesn't work. I think it's because you're it's creative. A- and, and and let me explain because at least for me, I'm I'm creative and I want to do and I have so many responsibilities, and then I want to be creative, and then it's like this person comes into play and they make me happy. Great, then you don't make me happy, and it's like, why are you here? Mm-hmm. Because I have other shit to do. Mm-hmm. Like you know what I'm saying? I think maybe if I meet the right person, because I look at like my friendships. And I have very long-lasting, meaningful friendships. And so I know that in in all of those friendships, those relationships are tried and true. I've gone through times in each of those relationships where, A, I didn't speak to the person or we fell out or whatever the case may be. And we found a way to kind of push through it. I think um, men, I've learned, need their ego stroked in, in a sense that they kind of need 
to feel like they are necessary in your life in a way. And it's not a bad thing. I, I feel like every time I say that to certain guys, they're like, we don't need our ego stroke. It's not a bad thing. It's just how you're made up. You do. You need yeah, you need I, well, your woman to act. The male ego is the most fragile thing. The most fragile thing in the world. And so if we're supposed to be the provider and we're providing exactly, for you, you're damn right. I exactly. Want my ego so yeah. when it comes to me, <laughs> then when it comes to me, like the type of woman that I am, you know, I will get to the point where I'm like, dude, it's fine. We're not working. Let's go. Instead of I need you, let's work. You know, like I love you. I want you in my life. I, right. Like I just don't have it in me. I'm learning to to have that. It's something that I'm you know working on. Right. But to the original point I was making, I'm the same way. And I think the solution to that is you just get to a place in life where you make choices. True. You know, you and you let those choices somebody. override your natural instinct. My natural instinct right. is to pull in and pull away and, you know, disappear. But you have to get What's to the that? point where you're like, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. That you really that's gonna that you really feel like is desirable enough or important enough. But I think even if you do that, you will still get to a point you can like I just know for myself, let me say. I have experienced guys who I feel like who I felt like were just like everything and I could make it work. But even with them, nine times out of ten, I'm going to get to a point where I'm like, you know what? I'm good. I'm good. Right. You know? So you just have to make that choice. I'm good, but I'm going to stick it out. Right. No, I feel you. And you're right. It's 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 a lot of work. It's a lot of work. It's, it's a, a lot of work. work. Relationships are a lot of work. Oh, I man. don't feel like they should be that much work, though. Oh, I yeah, think they every, will be, I think any, any relationship in the world is going to be work. It's, Absolutely. Right. Relationship with your mom, dad, sister, mm-hmm. brother. Sometimes, at That's some true. point, you're going to have to work. Yeah. And I think the problem is we live in a city where you don't have to work. Mm, well, okay, Because you can always You swipe. live in a time where you don't have to work. Yeah, not just swipe. a city. You can just always swipe. You can always go anywhere and holler. Mm-hmm. you like, I, I think we, we have well, access. Where they at? Because I'm looking. Everything is disposable. <laughs> I'll tell you about it later on. <laughs> yes, please have this conversation away from me. I was trying to me. turn it up. Um, take me home. Yes. You just put that project out. What was that like? That was February. Yeah, 9th? it was just recently, February a few 9th. months ago. Yeah, a couple months ago. Um, I love how it kind of is in the same tone. I like it when I can identify artists. When I can say, like, I was talking to somebody the other day, and I'm like, if I hear a song written by Seven Streeter, I know Seven Streeter wrote it. Right. You know what I mean? Before I even read the credits, I know it's a seven song. Right. You know, and with you, I think you have locked in your own sound, your own. And I, don't, I don't mean to like keep you in that because by all right. means, if you ever feel the need to go somewhere else, do it. But it is a beautiful thing to be able to hear consistency from an artist so that you know, you know, their craft. Right. Um, and that's why I like Take Me Home because I feel like it, Thank you. you know, follows in the footsteps of purpose pretty yes. good. Well, thank you. Take me home. Take me home was just a fun project. Take me home was just like a, I, I it was just like a, I kind of threw up content and mm-hmm. was just like I want, I want to just have fun. I want to do my thing. Like I just want to enjoy myself, and I don't want to have any kind of restrictions on myself. Believe it or not, like I know this probably sounds funny, but Take Me Home was like the first project. I've I've only put two projects out, but it's the first first um, songs even that I've that I've cursed on like. <laughs> you yeah, know what I'm freed yourself up a little I bit. I freed myself up a bit. You know what I'm saying? And I know probably some some people are like, wow, well, I mean, come on, what are you, Will Smith? No. I, <laughs> <laughs> you know, Who just know. released a video? I don't know if yes, you guys saw it, like did. bars. I like, love Will, Will Smith, Smith will never go out of style. I don't care. He's always going to be funny and like people are always going to check for him. I love just, Will Smith. 
What is your favorite so, song from Take Me Home? My ooh, that's tough. My favorite song from Take Me Home, I have two. Um, my favorite song from Take Me Home is probably Ice Cream Summer. I, because it's fun. It's fun. It is. It's fun. And it's like, and for years, you know, people who have been close to me have been like, man, when are you going to do something fun? When are you going to do something fun? Everything's always slow. And I was like, no, it's not. I don't always do things slow. I was like, some of this stuff is, is upbeat. That's just upbeat in my way of upbeat. But Ice Cream Summer, I really kind of stretched out and was like, you know what? I want to. I want to do something that I listen to that I like, you know, and I want to have fun with this. Champagne Body is a close second. Why do you like Champagne Body? Champagne, because it's freaky. So, like, sometimes I feel like that. When I'm in just in that mood, I be like, you know, all I want is champagne and, yo. Yes. Ice Cream Summer, I don't know if, if you pegged on this, and I'm going to say this. Go ahead and say it. we're grown-ups. Ice Cream Summer is actually a song about eating pussy. Okay. If you haven't noticed. Okay. You are disgusting, sir. I am right. disgusting, and I like Tell it. us he more. Is a <laughs> Dougie's like, it's disgusting. Please tell us Please more. Please tell us more. Is that bad? I feel like everybody's going to judge me now. No, but no, I'm... No, I think some people probably figured that out by and now. And they already okay. were. Mm -hmm. Good. I'm glad they did. And they were judging you already. That, I mean, well, were they really? I'm, uh, there was some mystery to the song, and now there isn't. And now, and, and now there isn't, yeah. because you've totally yeah. cleared up the yeah. air. So, so everybody's like jamming there. it, like thinking they're singing something so innocent. But that's what that's the that's the idea though. Uh, that's the idea. The idea is to get them to sing something because it it is meant to be innocent. But I'm a grown man and mm -hmm. I have to talk about grown man things. Mm -hmm. So and that's one of those. Grown Where did man the things. visual um, for Take Me Home come from? Because uh, <laughs> I have like yeah, uh, I've all like the moment I saw it, I was like, yeah, that was kind of clever. What? Like, what's happening? The visual came from the song. The song on the project um, that is called "Take." There's a song on the project called "Take mm -hmm. Me Home," and the song says, "Like a lost puppy girl, take Got me you. home, take me home." Got so you. I did like this lost puppy on a. Even though the puppy does not look lost, the puppy look looks lost. very well looks cared very for. Very well healthy. cared for. I think I saw um, a flea collar on him, and also uh, <laughs> a chip embedded in the <laughs> upper ear. ear. I like that. That's what makes And I was like, it. and that's why you like it because you're weird and awkward. So, and that Who told was, you that. And he loves dogs. And he loves so dogs. So he just loves animals. I can't tell you how many times Dougie didn't hit me up. Hey, you know anybody looking for a dog? And I'm like, why? Oh, I found this dog, and he needs a home. I'm like, Dougie. People just, I just don't know people I can call to give give dogs to. You know what I mean? Like, and that's why you need to change your friend circle. You're right. <laughs> you're right. But it was either it was either literally I, I went back and forth with whether I wanted to call it "Take Me Home" or call it "Naked," and I was gonna be I was gonna pose nude on them. Oh, so on, you were gonna pose? I nude. was gonna pose nude, like straight up. On, but I wanted it to be real, okay. like real. <laughs> She's like. Okay. I'm sorry, y'all. So, what are you working on right now? I know you're doing a lot of performing. Um, what projects are you working on? Do you have any collaborations coming up? Because you tend to kind of, you know, keep it in house with your your projects. Do you have anything coming up that we can look forward to? Um, yeah, I'm working on something. I actually, I'm trying to uh, gear up to drop something. Hopefully, before the end of the summer. Uh, and I say hopefully just because I'm I'm not sure that I'm sold on what I have yet. Okay. Um, but I've already I've already got uh, quite a few records that I I've written uh, that I'm listening to that I'm kind of vibing through. I okay. want to write some more. Uh, but I am going to put out another project before the end of the year. Is it going to be another EP just with like you know seven songs on it? You know you what? Tend to keep it you know super short. So. Douglas actually gave me this uh, this. Um, 
this tidbit of information, oh, this tidbit of knowledge. Don't credit it, him. It's going to be brilliant. I maybe I should. I can't wait to. I say so much garbage. I don't know anything. <laughs> and the whole time, people are holding on to everything he says out of his mouth. Right. And so it's crazy. like, and, and half the time, Dougie is just telling you some fly by night bullshit that mm-hmm. he heard, that he read on, on the box of a Cracker Jacks and was like, Timothy's crunch. And passes it off as wisdom. <laughs> as wisdom. <laughs> Truly, that is Dougie. And then walks away from the conversation like, he really thinks this is important. I did it Watch again. Watch how I messed up his life. <laughs> messed it up just like mine. <laughs> like, nice, man. Who told you? He was like, man, look, uh, until you get to a certain point where everybody's really checking for your music like that, like, why I drop so many songs? So, you know, I, you know, some people, I do have fans. I do have uh, people that, who listen to me. I do have people who love me, and I thank y'all for it. And I want to expand And if that. you're upset that he's only releasing a couple of songs at a time, please find at the Watley on Instagram and share your concerns. Oh, okay. So you are working on a project, yes. hopefully out by the summertime. Um, yes. What is the vibe of this project? Where, where are you at? Where is Will Prayer at in his life? With this project, um, this project has it seems to be developing into a lot of ballads. <sighs> what are you going through? I, nothing. Okay. Are you in love? No, because no. you know he said he. You, no, what did he say earlier? Yes. What did you say earlier about women? Uh, what exactly? That you're super shallow or something like that when it comes oh, to women. God. What did you say? Let's talk about that. You said you needed a trophy wife, somebody who just wouldn't say anything. <laughs> it, was, it was totally a joke. But this, but serious at the same time. <laughs> no, no, I don't. I don't. No, I, I am kind of shallow. I am kind of shallow. I don't know. Some of y'all probably hate me for that. And so what do you mean, what by mean by that? By shallow. Yeah. Here's what I mean by shallow. Like I just, I want what I want. And what and, is it that you want? Maybe she's out there. Tell the world. Ah man, I love. I'm six five, ladies. I'm six five. I, I want to I want a tall woman because I want okay. I want NBA babies tall yes so I love a tall woman I specifically um, I like women who just I like women who dress well you know who are clean stylish who look like they take two three showers a day but who don't like women who dress well That's some right. some people <laughs> when don't. she dress horribly I love it some some she people don't neck and I pants see every day. I see I see <laughs> niggas with women that look like I'll be like bro like. You got to take her shopping. Tall, dress um, as well. Tall, dress as well. I'm an ass man, so I, I love Booty. a woman. I love a woman with a nice rotund. And a woman who's perfect for me is someone who I am physically attracted to to the point where I like, oh my goodness, like I can't, mm-hmm. I don't even want to think about looking at anybody else because this one right here. But do you is so think fun. that's realistic to sustain I think you? It is. I think it is realistic because somebody out there believes that their wife is so fine that it doesn't matter who they are. I don't think that's true. You don't think so? Mm -mm. My dad told me that men are creatures who are visual and physical beings. You make a choice. We are. You make a choice to stay with your wife and to tell her that she's attractive and to make sure she feels attractive. But that doesn't mean you don't see other attractive women. And that's not what I'm saying. Okay. Uh, what I'm saying is I, I want to be so enamored with my woman that it really doesn't matter. What, yeah, I see beautiful women everywhere else, but it really doesn't matter. Like, I'm so enamored with you. Can I say something? And that's a physical support, attraction that you're talking no, about? No, no, no. And, and this, so physically, I want that to be there. 
but and then the support that you give me from a I want to look at you like you are the most valuable person on the planet to me. Yeah. Um, and that's and it's definitely come on, man. Let's be serious. Let's be real. I, no man is gonna. No man walks up to a woman and says, "You know what? I think you have a bubbly personality." Before anything else, they look at the outside. They look at and they see. Okay, I mean, I, I like do this. too. I'm a woman. I look at right. the outside first. I like. I like what I see. I try to look now at the inside first. Shut your ass up. I, that's an innuendo. <laughs> <laughs> Man, well, it's been great having you here. Where Thank can you. we find you? Where can listeners find you? Um, where can they buy your product? Where can they? They, um, you guys can, you guys can follow me on Instagram um, at at Will Prayer, and that's W I L L P R E Y E R. Um, on Twitter, I'm Will at Will Prayer underscore, um, and then on Facebook, I am Facebook.com backslash I am Will Prayer. Doing your thing, oh, you deserve a cosign. Dougie, that was probably one of the funniest episodes we've done so far. I would agree. Yeah. Will is... He's okay. Hilarious. I, mean, I despise everything about you him. You do not. Well, I don't, I, I don't like anybody over six feet. It's personal. So it's personal. All personal. Anyways, I fully enjoyed having Will Prayer here today, guys. As he said, please hit him up on Instagram at Will Prayer. That's P-R-E-Y-E-R. I learned a lot about Will tonight that I didn't know before, so that yes. was good. Thanks for listening, guys. Doing your thing, oh, you deserve a cosign, yeah.